I woke remembering I wanted cornbread in the morning, pushing back night with the covers, their hidden warmth, being mindful not to forget the buttermilk this time, passing through yellowed shadows of early day, dusting last night's memories and think of honey. Cornmeal, flour, sugar, baking powder, salt, milk, buttermilk is best, egg, oil. I mix more by feel than sight and smell last night's pie drippings warm with the oven that hums and clicks its disapproval of the early start. Batter drips down the side of the bowl after being poured out. I decide against stopping its descent with my finger choosing instead to let it fall, fighting temptation for a taste of buttermilk tang and uncooked baking powder. Putting the bowl to soak, I take out a single fork, a small Limoges dish rimmed with roses. Think of honey. Welcome to Poet Kind Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Mulder, and this is Season 3, Episode 2. I started today's podcast with one of my own pieces, which I try not to do too often. But this was an intentional choice to share it before it was fully edited, fully formed. And I did this for a couple of reasons. One, to step into a space that frightens me. It takes a bit of fortitude to be vulnerable with you listeners out there who have more experience, are more established, have MFAs or more formal training. I write from a place that can feel inadequate by comparison. I have an MFA too, but it's in painting. And I have purposefully chosen a different path to pursue my love of poetry. One of the things I discovered when I got my MFA was that I lost the joy I had carried into the program. I could no longer look at visual art separate and apart from the critical understanding of how it was created. I've always loved looking at a painting. I felt like I could read it, which sounds a little strange. I could look at a piece and almost feel the paintbrush in my hand laying down the strokes I was looking at. But there was always an enticing mystery to it, and I was able to marvel. But the more I learned, the more I could speak the language of fine art, the thinner and shabbier the veil of mystery became until it dropped away completely. There are things that still stop me in my tracks, but learning the hows and whys and ways of the art world has changed how I see those things. With poetry, I set out to love it more, to follow the words to the places I found the mystery, the beauty, the truth, and the joy. This path has been circuitous and never dull. I rediscovered old loves that I had left along the way, like E.E. E. Cummings, Seamus Haney, Yeats, Langston Hughes, even Shakespeare. Returning to them after many years of placing my affections elsewhere was like a homecoming, an open door to whatever came next. What followed has continued to be a series of discoveries, of conversations, new experiences, and they've only deepened the pleasure I find in words. One of those places has been here, Poet Kind. I love talking to people about what they do, to hear where they've come from, and if I'm lucky to help them along the way in some way. One of my favorite parts of Poet Kind is the relationships that have formed along the way. Guests and listeners have connected and begun to support one another, and that is a beautiful thing. 
In the background, I've continued to write, but I've fallen into the snare of comparison and have not been as willing to share my own work. I love to encourage others to step out, to go into that space that scares them and not compare their work to someone else's. But rather than put my own work out there, I do things like measure my desk and see where else it's going to fit in my room, go make another cup of tea, get back to my computer and remember, ah, oh, I got chocolate covered espresso beans hidden away. Or look for the podcast I wanted to listen to, find a certain book, or like I'm doing now, simply staring out the window at my garden, which happens to be at eye level. Anyway, it's easy to find so many things to do, but they're all a way to hide from the fear of sitting down and doing it. I harbor romantic notions of hiding away for days on end to write and think and find that true voice echoing in the corners of my hideaway, but it's just another daydream to help me avoid what needs doing. And that is butt in seat, hands on keys or pencil in hand, and just doing it, period. I decided to up the ante though and put it out there for all of you to hear, sort of a poetic confessional. Forgive me listeners, for I have not followed my own advice. Now I know that often work is held close in order to protect it in the event it may be publishable. So many rules out there to guard our writing because no one wants to use secondhand words, and I get that. For me, and I'm not saying this is for you, but for me, this creates a sanctity to my work that becomes its own form of fear, and it steers my direction. I've never been a good one for giving the tiller over without a fight. So I'm giving something over before it's perfect, before I can protect it, in the hopes that it will only get stronger. I'm sure I'm not the only one who runs in several different directions at the same time. Focus is something that is hard to do when life speeds by this way. It is also so hard to do when we're bombarded with bad news everywhere we turn. There are days that it feels like a constant barrage of motion, pain, anger, helplessness, everything can feel like a blur and blur numbs experience creates distance from the deeper spaces, and it also distorts, makes it harder to see what it is we're meant to be doing. Blur leaves me, us, questioning why even create, what does it matter in the grand scheme of things? I think it is in these precise moments that we need to regain focus, fight against the why bother, and bring good things into being. To be generative is to shore up against the nature of destruction. At a writing retreat I went to this summer, I discovered I desperately needed a moment, just one, something I could focus on, get clear on, and not get distracted, not fight against, or question. This desire has continued, and Cornbread in the Morning is just the most recent installment. It's a way to be awake in whatever space I find myself. Maybe this could be a challenge for someone out there, to find a point of focus just for a few moments and capture it. Share or don't share, but create the space to be awake where you are. You might be surprised. So for what it's worth, this was my point of focus. Maybe the poem won't change, maybe it'll change completely, but at least I did it, and with any luck, I'll be able to do it again tomorrow. Probably won't share it here, but the idea is to let down my guard and let the words in. What are those things that you guard, that you hide, that you put off doing, that holds you back from creating? What voice tells you not now, not ready, not good enough? 
What are you chasing that is disguised as a dream? If you were to slow down and take inventory to focus, what would you find? Could you be truthful with yourself about what is distracting you from what you're made to do? What is one thing you could do just today to sharpen your focus? Just a little food for thought. That's it for this week on Poet Kind. Thank you for sticking around to the end. If you decide to take up the challenge this week, I would love to hear from you and see what you do. If you do, be sure to tag Poet Kind and or hashtag create the life you long for now. Find Poet Kind on Instagram and Twitter at Poet Kind Podcast. And you can always reach out via email at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com. Looking ahead for the season, we have some wonderful interviews lined up, some new to us folks, and some repeat guests who have exciting things to share with us. Until next time, create, be, live into what you are meant to do. And remember, we're always better together. Let's compare notes, not ourselves. Thank you.